You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hi, everyone. I am Dr. Sean Andrews. Welcome to the Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Uh, so I'm very pleased to have uh, a new guest on the show, uh, Jennifer Lure. Jennifer is president of Experian Partner Solutions. She has a history of success. <laughs> as a leader in corporations, and as a strong advocate for women at work, helping them grow, learn, and thrive. Jennifer is here today to tell us more about her career journey, share her keys to success, and offer advice for women in business today, which of course is the focus of this podcast, is on women in business. So with that, Jennifer, welcome to the show today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So we'll start right off. Uh, and for the listeners, uh, tell us a little bit about your professional path and what led you to where you are today. Okay. Well, that's a long and winding path. Um, <laughs> so let's see. I got started as a newspaper reporter. So I did that for about five years and really enjoyed that. Got it on my system. met my husband who was a sports reporter and we decided, okay, we need to get serious about what life is going to look like here. So, and it was around the time that a lot of newspapers were closing. So I found my way into a marketing communications role at a startup in 2000. So this is right around the time that the dot-com crash has started. Um, and I was fortunate enough to work for a founder who had what it took to really get us through and into the growth phase. And that included everything from being totally focused on the metrics to personally approving every office supply. So, you know, we were not wasteful um, and we were really focused on the business and um, and it ended up being a phenomenal experience. So we, uh, it was freecreditreport.com was the company, you probably ah, know our commercials. I, I think I've, I've used them a couple times. <laughs> yes, yes. And so it was really fun to be part of the growth of that organization. Um, we were purchased by Experian and that's how, uh, I started my my kind of grown-up career path, let's put it that way. Um, I had an opportunity to go back and work on my MBA at UC Irvine, which you know very well, and uh, that was a real formative experience for me. So I was doing that while working full-time and had a variety of roles. So I had an opportunity to move from marketing into compliance and risk management. Uh, we did about a billion dollars of acquisitions in a very short period of time. So I had an opportunity to work with the teams that lower my bills, um, Classes USA, Price Grabber, brands that um, had built fantastic businesses. And then uh, I really wanted to kind of try out my strategy skills and my operating skills. So I went back into the freecreditreport.com business and did a year in a strategy role and we decided we needed to diversify the business. Uh, and so I launched Protect My ID. It was a, a brand new identity protection product and I got to do everything from the market segmentation through the launch. And that was where I fell in love with the general management role and realized that was what I wanted to do. So um, then I had an opportunity to move to a totally different industry and have a Learning, a learning opportunity uh, with a company called Auction.com. And Auction was a distressed real estate platform that wanted to disrupt the way that you and I buy and sell a home. And so I went from an online national advertiser with a 20-ish dollar a month product to something that was very terrestrial. Every home is different. And we were figuring out a way to sell those online um, via auction with an agent over the phone. And it was a, a wonderful experience, great team there, lots of challenges. And I had a chance to do that on both the residential side and the commercial real estate side of the business. Um, and then uh, I was recruited back to Experian to help turn around the business that had been so good to me. And so I rejoined in 
the, uh, gosh, it's been about four and a half years now, and uh, had an opportunity to help the business uh, really kind of set a new trajectory, uh, specifically on what we call the partner solution side. So um, what we do is we offer credit education and identity protection products to consumers, but we do that through partnerships with clients in a variety of verticals. So financial, uh, financial institutions, insurance, retail, uh, and that was really an area that had been disrupted through some regulation. And we've spent the last four years really helping our clients grow their businesses and better engage and retain their customers. Okay, great. That's a great, great overview, great synopsis. <laughs> and, and it sounds like, uh, you know, a lot of us think that just the credit bureaus is just credit, you know, but it's it's much more than that. It absolutely. Like. Absolutely. So, so tell me more about your firm and what would you say makes it unique uh, compared to other firms in the minds of your clients? Yep. Well, there's a, there's a couple of things that we do differently. And, and um, we acquired a company called CSID uh, a couple of years ago, and they really helped us apply a SaaS model or software as a service model to our industry, which means we can get clients up in less than 60 days offering our products and services and essentially great value to their end customers. Um, and that's lightning fast. So it used to take us months and it takes other providers quite a bit of time. So that's one area. The other area is, um, if, even if you think back to the freecreditreport.com days, Experian knows consumer marketing. And so we're able to take those consumer insights um, and marketing capabilities and assist our clients with how to effectively communicate and market to their customers. So those are really the two ways that we differentiate ourselves in the market today. Okay, interesting. And you work with do you, is it all commercial or do you, is it individuals as well? Or? Well, that's interesting. I have two customers and I think, you know, that was an aha for our business and, and many businesses out there who are B to B to C. You end up having a consumer that you're servicing, uh, but you also have a client that you're working with and through because essentially we white label and co-brand our products. So we're oftentimes either our brand is next to their brand or we're acting as if we are that client. Um, so we've really got two customers. We have the end consumer and the client. So it makes it really fun because I get to go down to our call center in Arkansas and Texas and hear the customer calls. And we're, you know, we're really passionate about helping people make sure that um, they're educated about their credit and their finances. And then they're also protected against identity theft. And so to hear those calls is really meaningful and it's purpose-driven work. And then we're also helping our clients build their businesses and create better relationships with their end customers. So it's multi Multiple wins across the board, <laughs> and it sounds like it's it's you're also um, servicing both yes individuals as well as organizations businesses. Are, yeah mm -hmm. businesses you got yes. it got it so uh, fantastic so what is it you do specifically in your role I know you've touched on it a little bit is there anything you want to add to that as far as your particular role or maybe how it's evolved over time and sure to what you're doing now yeah I think um, you know in all of the general management type roles or operating executive roles that I've had. The fundamental piece is setting the vision and the strategy so that the organization knows here's where we're headed over the next, used to be five years, now it's more like two to three. It's really hard to see beyond that because things are changing so fast. <laughs> um, and then it's backing up to say, well, what are the strategic bets that we're going to make in the business? So that's the fun part. I love that part. Uh, it gets me excited. And that's something that uh, I think, you know, it used to be that people would do their annual planning process and then they would put that binder on the shelf and drag it out the following year. What I found is we're constantly looking at that vision and deciding based on what's going on in the market if that still works for us. So every six months or so, we're, we're evaluating that. Yeah. 
I also spend a lot of time on culture. So I'm a firm believer that businesses are really just a collection of individuals, people, humans, and how we get work done is a really important part of a business's success. And the leadership team really owns that culture. A lot of times it, c companies think about culture as the, the human resources team's problem. Mm. Uh, but we believe it's actually, for us, the secret to our success. So being really intentional about culture is another key uh, part of my role. And then you get all of the operational items, putting out fires, making sure that we're, you know, have enough resources, meeting with clients, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. You know, no day is ever the same, which is what I love about my job. Okay, great. Good. So, so I'll ask you more of an introspective question now. So you've, you've done a lot of things. You were with Experian. You um, went and, and picked up some other skills in other industries. You came mm -hmm. back again. So you've proven it's, you have a successful track record, right? You've proven yourself as a leader mm -hmm. and the fact that you, you're president now of a division at Experian. So what do you attribute your success to as mm -hmm. a leader and your company, what's made you have this, you know, be, be able to evolve and have the sustainability that you've had that's, right. yeah, led you to... Well, I, I think success is subjective. So how about if I kind of, okay. I'll, I'll say, let me talk a little bit about the things I like to focus on. And, and those seem to be serving me well. How about that? So I think the, the first thing is um, customer insights. So, you know, anytime I'm, I have an, oh, we should probably say hello to everybody <laughs> out there um, on the, uh, on the webcam. So one of the things that I think is um, really important is getting out and talking to the clients and the customers. So like I said, I'm often out in our call center listening to the actual consumer calls and getting feedback from our customer care representatives who are talking with people every day. And there's so much opportunity for us to improve and to really understand. We think, you know, you know your business when you're in it every day. Right. And to talk to a customer or a client about that business, you get a lot of ahas. I think Additionally, I like to be out with our clients, and I, I asked this question, and this one I learned a few years ago, and it serves me really well, which is, on a scale of 1 to 10, how are we doing? Because a lot of times I'll be out with clients, and they want to say nice things. They like me as an individual. They like our team as individuals. But the rubber meets the road when I ask that question, because I'll have had great conversations, and then they'll give us a 6. And what I've, you know, I'm genuinely curious to say, wow, tell me more about that. Mm. So, you know, I think a key is not being defensive, of course, when you get that feedback. Yeah. Um, yeah. But really digging in and, and listening to what can we do better. And, and, and I think that's really critical. You know, Peter Drucker always, or the, the most common quote I hear around Peter Drucker is the purpose of a business is to create a customer, which to me means you're not focused on the revenue and the profit, because that'll dry up if you don't have customers. You really need to focus on the customer need. Um, and so by making sure that you're in front of your clients and you're talking to them about what you need to do to make sure they stay with you and then keep that revenue coming in, that's really the essential piece. Yeah. And so, so this one to 10 scale question gives you a lot of ahas. Yes. So how often do you go out and, and touch the customers, would you say? I mean, how often do you get a chance to do that? Frequently, actually. Yeah, yeah we do. Um, we have a cadence where our account team is out on a quarterly basis with most of our clients. So I usually get an invite once per year, let's say, but we have a lot of clients. So I'm trying to get out regularly mm -hmm. um, and as often as possible to participate in those or, you know, go to a dinner or a coffee or something like that. And, you know, new clients, old clients, big clients, small clients, you get all kinds of great information. Yeah, yeah. So so since you're, you're hearing it from 
the uh, the field, right? You're hearing mm-hmm. it directly. So where do you go? Share with our audience where you would go to obtain kind of to keep fresh on your 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 industry, your skills. Where do you go to obtain insights, perspectives, information uh, to address some of the challenges that, yep, that come yep. up? So th- obviously the customer insights is a big one. So staying in front of the clients and asking the right open-ended questions. What are they seeing in the industry? What are they hearing from our competitors? Um, and actually I've learned over time to get to know my competitors. Those are, you know, when you're at different trade shows or events, it's actually great to sit down and have a drink with them and talk about what's going on in the industry. So that's another source of information. I also do a lot of reading. So different you know, industry t- trends, that type of thing. I like to have a bunch of email newsletters that come in or listen to different podcasts. Um, and then just generally kind of widening the aperture a bit and looking at what's going on in technology, what's going on in uh, the world of consumers, trying to try new apps and things like that myself to experience that firsthand and see how my experience changes mm-hmm. um, when I use the, the technology. The other thing we were talking about before was a coach. So, you know, to what extent can a coach help someone or a consultant? I think consultants are great because they see they see multiple businesses across multiple segments and when they're working with you, they can give you insights across, you know, an entire market, which is really valuable. I like a coach because a coach can come in and they don't necessarily need to know much about your business. They're just pushing you to think differently about the information that you're taking in. You know, am I sort of discarding that because I don't agree with it? Let's talk about that. How am I and what is my operating cadence personally to make sure that I am taking in new information and I'm not choosing to delete those email newsletters because they're cluttering up my inbox. So I really love a coach because I think many of us know what we need to be doing. It's having that accountability partner to really push us and say, are you making the most out of how you're spending your time? Yeah, and I love the verbiage you just used, Operation Cadence. Mm -hmm. I never thought of it that way, but Mm -hmm. it's how often you do something, right? It's Mm -hmm. how often you've operationalized something. So in this case, you know, how do you keep up on your continual learning and Mm -hmm. your development and keep your skills fresh? And so it sounds like you've established um, a type of cadence that, that works for you professionally. Mm-hmm. And that takes, that's intentional. So we, um, this year, actually, we, we did it last year for the first time. This year, we just sat down and did not an annual planning process, but an actual operating rhythm process for mm-hmm. our business. And we said, okay, what are the key things that happen in a year? What is our budget cycle, for example? When do we do earnings releases? When are we doing employee performance reviews? And we mapped that all out on a 12-month calendar. And then we said, all right, now that we have those, how do we want to communicate as a leadership team? How do we want to communicate with our group and what is the right time to be sharing information so that things look a little more coordinated and um, and then when do we want to do our strategic planning as part of that as we head into you know kind of the overall global strategic planning process so it's been that operating rhythm or cadence it mm-hmm. t- it, it doesn't take long and it makes a huge impact in yeah. my personal life and just sort of the, the business's cadence yeah it, well and I think for any any really in any professional any individual having it, cadence is about consistency right mm-hmm. and if you don't have a certain cadence that you've established it's hard to get that consistency and for a lot of us mm-hmm. uh, consistency is a big problem yes so yes. so well, there's a million things competing for our attention <laughs> yeah, so it's it's becoming even more challenging <laughs> so 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 this question i love and i think uh you're you're a great one to ask it to, just given your journey and where you've been. So what advice would you offer women who are in business today, Jennifer? Mm. 
How long do we have? <laughs> How long do we have left here? Okay. Um, oh, I have a lot because, I, you know, this is, for me, this is uh, paying it forward because I have had an opportunity to be blessed with so many mentors in my life who mm-hmm. who pass on. Sometimes I have long-term relationships with them and it's regular. Sometimes it's just in the moment, uh, mentoring. And I'm a big believer in that. Um, and, and so maybe I'll make that my first piece of advice, which is whenever you're in front of someone, um, asking the question to say, you know, what are your observations or what feedback would you give me? And just being really open to that answer. Uh, because everyone has a, an interesting perspective or a tidbit that they might share. And, and and they're not going to share it with you most often unless you open that door. Mm. And, and some of the most insightful things I've learned have been in those kind of one-minute mentoring conversations yeah. that we don't have an ongoing relationship over. I'd say that the, you know, the probably the most foundational advice that that I would pass on that I got was managing my state of mind. So, you know, again, we talk about, hey, there's a million things competing for your attention. Many women have lots of things that they're trying to do outside of their life, either family obligations, um, community obligations, you've got your work life, you're building a business or growing a business. And we tend to forget about our state of mind. So I, several years ago, many years ago, actually started a daily meditation practice. And you can call it, many people prefer to pray they want to journal, they just like quiet reflection time, whatever works. It's a time for me in the morning before I jump out of bed and get started, which is what I used to do, just hit the ground running with my to-do list already in my head. Um, It's a time for me to really reflect on, you know, quiet the mind, really center myself and, and have an intention for the day. Now, many, if, if, if folks who are listening or watching are like me, I sat on my cushion and I attempted to do that and my brain wouldn't stop. And I thought, I'm a failure. I can't believe this. I can't even, you know, quiet my mind or meditate. Um, and, and someone recommended to me that I use guided meditations to which I said, isn't that cheating? <laughs> but it ended up being fanta- a fantastic tool that I still use years later. Um, I've been doing this for about 10 years now. Hmm. And there's free podcasts. There's lots of apps now to use. Um, but it's it's a really nice way to have someone kind of walk me through that in the morning and, and learn. So that's my time. And uh, it's only 15 to 20 minutes. It's not a huge commitment. I notice when I don't do it. Uh, so I really make a commitment to do it. And it, it changes my state of mind. The second thing um, is perspective. And I had a wonderful conversation with someone uh, uh, last year, end of last year, and she put this into words in a way that I hadn't heard before. What she said is when she's talking to women about their their careers and their development, and they're very interested in kind of how to work up the, the ladder, in their, and she happens to work in a large organization, she said, I sit back and I say to them, do you want to be successful or do you want to be significant? And I love that. That hit me in the heart because mm-hmm. I realized, oh, that's about my impact in the greater world. It's not just about me being successful mm-hmm. in my job. Mm-hmm. This is about me as a whole individual. Right. And a few years ago, I had started thinking about that, actually. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'd been very focused on my family. I have two sons. They're 11 and 14 now. Um, and, you know, focused on my career. I had some some check some boxes I wanted to check in terms of uh, experiences and I took a step back and said how am I contributing in my community and I had an opportunity to join a couple nonprofit boards so I sit on the board of Octane as mm-hmm. well as 1OC um, and uh-huh. so 1OC is a nonprofit that assists other nonprofits as well as companies with their um, community outreach and it's been incredibly fulfilling for me to think about 
that something totally different than my work and family and something that I'm able to use my my skills and to really give back in in a in a still a professional setting but a really meaningful way mm-hmm. um, and I've just it's been really fulfilling for me um, and then I also think about significance just in terms of taking time to mentor people at work or in in my life my personal life friends and family mm-hmm. um and you know slowing down taking that half an hour hour for a coffee to just sit down and ask good questions so it's a couple different ways that i think about significance the other thing i would share especially for women is a support system so you know making sure that you've got your list of people to run down and call when you need support that yeah. can be a coach Um, A coach is great because sometimes, you know, we want to vent and you don't want to vent to your boss, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or your peers. So it's great to be able to have that outlet. For me, where it came in handy was um, my son was having some issues in school. He has dyslexia and ADHD. He was diagnosed in fifth grade. And once we put the, those, let's say terms on him, I freaked out. I thought, oh my goodness, how, you know, how do we get here? What does this mean? I didn't really want to talk about it, but I realized I, I need a community. I need a support system around this. Mm. And what I found is, as I started to talk to more women, we tentatively kind of had this conversation, and suddenly I realized how much commonality I had with them and some of the other challenges that they had, as well as the strategies they were employing that were working for their kids that I was able to then learn. And I felt that community, and suddenly it didn't seem as hopeless. And the funny story is, I have had a friend for 20 years, and her daughter was diagnosed with ADHD, but she had so much shame about it, she didn't want to talk about it with me. And when we started talking about it, I said, how have we not had this conversation up to now? So it's just, you know, making wow. sure that you're good, knowing yeah. that your support system is there for you. And it, um, it changed my frame of reference mm-hmm. in a way that was really fundamental for me. And so that's why it was a great reminder, and I always share this with people, have that support system of women well it also another thought there because you she was a support system you've had her for uh, in your life for 20 years right but you didn't know that piece about each other yes so also being transparent in your communications yes and what you share with others the more you and i'm finding that as i age as well is the more personal things i share about myself the more i divulge others can relate and connect better to me yes and so i i'm actually being mindful of that and starting to do more of that but that's a perfect example is that you've known each other all these years but you had no idea about mm-hmm. that one aspect you know yeah of each other it's a great point and i think we had we were thought of each other's friends obviously yeah but I didn't rely on her for support. I didn't want to be greedy. I just, I, for some reason, and and of course, you know, there's when you're dealing dealing with learning differences, there's you know challenges about how we all think about those. Um, but when you, when you're right, when I was transparent and I opened up, here was another support that was even more impactful for me that I hadn't even realized. So uh, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> well, that's great advice. Thank uh, you. So. So in summary, uh, how does how does one get in touch with you if they want to connect or follow up or just uh, have coffee or something? Oh with yeah, you? <laughs> absolutely. Oh, I'll always take a free you, you uh, may have a free a chai. Of, a lot of mentors lining up for you, Jennifer. <laughs> but uh, happy but. to do that. Uh, yes, LinkedIn's probably the best way. Okay. So uh, right. I'm Jennifer Luer, L E U E R. It's LinkedIn.com/in/JenniferLuer. So that's a great way. And there's okay. a messaging app on there. So. Happy to connect with people and expand my support system and network. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you very much. So I think we're uh, that right at time. So that's perfect. So I just want to thank uh, this is Jennifer Lurish, president of uh, 
Experian Partner Solutions. So you've been a fantastic guest today. Thank I you. really enjoyed the, the conversation. Uh, so again, this is Dr. Sean Andrews with Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Until next time, have a great time out there. And tune in next time. Take care. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show. Focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.